This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV's official after show for Netflix original series, Sweet Magnolias. Today, we are talking season one, episode two, A United Front. This is a place you want to be after you watch each episode because we're going to share with you things behind the scenes. We got cast and uh, crew here to share with us things that you won't be able to see anywhere else. So this is exclusive. So make sure you guys always tune into the after show here. And we're really excited to get into things. So I am your host, Jamie Alexander, and I am joined by an incredible panel Tammy, Brian, Kelsey in the building. And as promised, we have special guests as well. Please help us in welcome Cheryl <laughs> Anderson, who is showrunner. So she was a creator and manager over this whole production. And of course, none other than Tony Award winning Heather Headley, who plays <laughs> Helen in the yeah. show. What's up, everyone? Before we get into this topic, how is everybody doing? <laughs> Wonderful. Like, yes. <laughs> it's going to take me a second to get over the fact that we have a Tony Award winner in the chat here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, about that. I, I can't wrap my head around it yet. I mean, such, we we Yes. Yeah. <laughs> such a star. And actually, just a fun fact, Heather, this is our second time meeting because I was your homegirl in your music video, He Is. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. How good is that? Oh my gosh, isn't that crazy? It's that's so fabulous. crazy because I believe that was like small world. Yes. So I was really excited for this today. Well, thanks for being in the video. And thanks for being my yes. girl. We haven't chatted in a while. <laughs> Just a small bit. So I don't know how we're homing girling it, but we're gonna, we're gonna make it up. We're gonna let we're gonna pick up where we left off. Yes, we will. So today's topics are so juicy, y'all. Okay, so again, this is season one, episode two, A United Front. And I'm going to run down some topics for you guys so you know exactly what we're talking about. So topic number one, how the bruises of past pain show up in the present. 
We can talk about Dana Sue and a little bit of her PTSD. Topic two, when one suffers, we all suffer. And we've seen a lot with Tyler. It's not just the parents going through divorce. Everybody kind of goes through the divorce. Mm -hmm. Topic number three, light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. Maybe we've got some gentlemen. Cal looks amazing. I think Eric Whitley <laughs> is kind of amazing. Let's see what you guys think. And finally, the meatiest topic, can Superwoman save herself? Helen's just running around here taking care of everybody else. And we want to know how she's going to take care of herself. And of course, she has mm -hmm. her friends to help do that. So let's dive in, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> guys. Woo. <laughs> So this first topic, how the bruises, how the bruises of the past pain show up in the present. This is such a prevalent topic, no matter who you are, because a lot of us have a lot of healing to do depending on what happens to us. So um, maybe Cheryl, you want to speak to this when writing and, you know, directing and producing Dana Sue through this, we're seeing her PTSD kind of mm -hmm. pop up a lot. What do you think in speaking to this episode about Dana Sue and what she's going through and how she's reacting to her friends and family members? Well, the, the core incident um, is that she's been uh, challenged um, physically, emotionally, and mentally in the place that she feels safest and strongest. So the um, awful encounter uh, really rocks her in a way that she can't process immediately mm -hmm. because she just, like so many of us, she thinks, well, I'm strong and I'm smart. How on earth would I ever place myself in a situation where things could go wrong? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And our writing staff was uh, predominantly female and we had all been in those situations and we all had different takes on how you have to fight your way back uh, to feeling mm -hmm. safe and strong again. And in terms of serenity, it was clear that Helen and Maddie were going to be crucial to that. But it's something that Dana Sue has to process in her own way and on her own time. And throughout, um, well, throughout the season, there are a lot of these kinds of struggles. But we wanted to start with, uh, with Dana Sue's so that it informs where she's headed for the entire season. Um, all of our ladies are really capable and have a lot of plates spinning. But uh, when you're that busy and you have that many people relying on you, it's hard to stop and say, I'm hurt and I need right. help. And I know too... Dana Sue said, I think she says it a couple of times, I'm, I'm happiest when I'm busy. 
Mm-hmm. And as women mm. in general, like, yeah, I'm so tired of that mantra. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's kind of a default button. Well, I think it's also a defense for a lot of us. Yep. It's yep. like if, if I stay busy, um, then I have at least the illusion of making progress. And if I stay busy, I don't have time to think about what went wrong. That's really And you're, you're dealing with a woman who's been challenged in her workplace, who doesn't have the smoothest relationship with her teenage daughter, who's estranged from her husband. So uh, her level of activity uh, helps hide her level of unhappiness. Definitely. I think that she really, what I thought really saw from her this whole episode was like projecting what she's dealing with on everybody else, you know? So especially with the whole trust aspect of trusting men, she was so scared to trust another man and put her faith in another man because she's been burned. So Mm -hmm. she did not want to take that leap of faith with Eric because she wasn't sure if he was going to pay off her or benefit her in the long run. So I, I can definitely see that whole arc you're talking about, Jamie, of just these bruises from the past really affecting her in her present and possibly in her future. And she just wants to keep this strong facade, right? It's like she doesn't want to be vulnerable and it's harder for her to be vulnerable. So she just keeps herself busy. She blocks everyone else out. And so she just puts on that strong face so she doesn't have to be hurt or scared again. Absolutely. Now, Heather, with you playing her friend, Helen, you guys gave her a lot of grace. You know, there was a moment where she kind of snapped at you when, um, you know, Collins was putting in the security (laughs) system. But it seems like you guys had a great understanding as friends that, oh, she's just going through something. But what's your take on how Helen was viewing Dana at the time? And, you know, how were you able to show up through character as a friend for her without being offended by her? aggression you know i think that is um that's something that we all have issues with and and play with right so mm-hmm. you have your girlfriend or your husband your significant other your whoever and um i remember somebody maybe it was my husband or somebody told me once you know you you snap out you lash out at people that you're closest to and you love the most sometimes you know what i mean like you you you, you may, like with you guys, you might be like, oh my gosh, well, how are you? Yes, yeah. yes, thank you. <laughs> and then somebody walks in, you're like, shut up. And it's, it's your mom or your, your husband, yeah. that person closest to you. Because you know they'll forgive it. You know mm-hmm. that they'll get back in. That you know okay. they'll understand. Or you can, you, you know, you, you understand that um, there's a comfort there that I can be sometimes meaner with you, you know, a, a stranger may not can get away, yeah. that, but you, you will. I think these ladies, I know that these ladies, um, they are, they're sisters. They are joined by um, this relationship and it is so strong that you're going to have to come really good to let me fall back. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. your protector. Yeah. I'm your BFF. I know things about you. I've seen you naked. (laughs) I've seen your attitude naked. I've seen your attitude clothed. You know, we've gone through so much together. And I think at that point, Helen knows something's up because Mm -hmm. this is not my friend, of course. You know what I mean? My friend does not behave this way or snap at me or or something's wrong. And I think that's why Helen's kind of like, okay, 
I got you. I know it's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you giving you this because I know something's up here because she knows that this is not the way Dana Sue is supposed to be or is. So, so I think a good friend has that, you know what I mean? They, they know that something's mm-hmm. wrong, something's not, not right here. And, and she has to extend that, just extend the grace, the forgiveness, and then um, to come back and be like, you know, let me try to dig into this and find out, you know, what's going on. I thought it was a beautiful moment when Helen said, you know, Dana Sue snapped at Helen and, and you kind of went like this and said, <laughs> um, okay, but that's not going to stop me from worrying about you. I was going to say, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so love that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think you, everybody needs that girlfriend, you know, and I think they oh, would do the same yeah. thing about them. Everybody needs that, that, that sister, that friend in their lives, girl, guy, to say, you know, <laughs> You, you know, you do what you got to do, and I'm I'm gonna take it this time. But it's not gonna make. This is how this is how I show you I love you. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna stop worrying about you. And I think um, it it just really shows how deep and beautiful their relationship is. And I I love the fact that I've been you know saying this that their relationship crosses finance. Their relationship crosses mm-hmm. race. Their relationship crosses marriage or singleness or maritalness or whatever it is these women are just friends and they've mm-hmm. loved each other forever you know what I mean and so they're sisters they're they're bonded so hard that she's just like I'm going to worry about you you know what I mean mm-hmm. I know you're dealing with something and I'm going to find out what it is and we're going to work through it and it'll be it'll be all right and you got one more time to snap at me before yeah. I come <laughs> exactly <laughs> It is really cool and it is really special how authentic it is. And um, like we talked with Cheryl about this earlier, just how it's hard to fake authenticity. And it's so obvious that you three women are so close and you're so bonded. I mean, already off the bat, it's been two episodes and it's like, you guys really are sisters. I mean, it's believable, these relationships. And I think that's really cool and special to see you guys and just how that like it it shows and I love that thank you for that <laughs> it's it was it's easy to, um it it became easy to love Brooke and to love Joanna um just you know you know because because these situations just talking now from the girls perspective a lot of times we don't have six months or a year to become friends you know what I'm saying so they don't call us and say hey you guys are gonna work together in five (laughs) months go be friends (laughs) and so love each other so it's kind of like you walk in and you're like hi I'm Heather you're Joanna we're gonna be best of buddies in like five minutes and (laughs) and so you you have this you know like when Joanna came in I remember I every time I do a show Broadway or not I have this thing whereby I I try my best not to be your best friend I come in, just let's, you know, I, because I don't want to be disappointed. You know, I think a lot of times people come in and they're like, oh my gosh, we're supposed to be friends. We're supposed to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Let's just love each other. Oh my gosh. And then, <laughs> and then you know, six minutes later, you're like, I don't think I like you. And so yeah, right. <laughs> if I kind of come in and just say, I want to just get to know this person. And if we become friends, great. And if we don't, no disappointments, fine. And Joanna kind of walked in and within like, I don't know, 30 minutes, I was like, I think I'm falling for her. I think oh. I'm <laughs> on this, you know? And so yeah. it was easy to fall for, fall for the person of Joanna and fall for the person of Brooke 
um, very quickly. Uh, even though we're different women and different times in our lives and dealing with different things, and um, and and it, so I'm 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 very uh, pleased, honored, humbled to hear that um, it it comes across. You know what I mean? Because you just you just don't know. You know, you're just hoping that that this friendship that you created very very you know that this happened like extends into you know that. So, um, but yeah, they're they're very easy to like. That's amazing. Yes, that is so amazing. And you know, even when it comes to Dana Sue, we just mentioned, somebody on here mentioned um, the inability to let go and her fear with the kitchen staff and not being able to open up and see what Chef Whitley had to offer. I mean, just in a, as an aside, when I was sitting there watching, I was like, oh, sometimes we block our own blessings by mm. not allowing new experiences to come in. So that was just powerful in and of itself. And, and the fact that she can get to a point where she can recognize him as a fellow artist um, mm -hmm. and, and create a space uh, for him, um, I thought was um, very telling about her potential for healing in other ways as we go forward. Um, and I'm, and I'm sorry if Eric Whitley wants to cook for me, I'm going to say yes, right? I think we know who he really wants to cook for. I also like the fact that Eric Whitley, Eric Whitley, um, he does not stop. And mm -hmm. um, that, I, I agree. I think there are times in my life that somebody snaps or somebody says, you know, stay in your lane and you go, okay. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But I, I do always love the fact that he, which is, which is something that I would like to know more about Eric, you know, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like, like there's this, this, I think there are a lot of men that cannot take that kind of direction mm -hmm. or that, okay. that power from a woman you know where she's mm -hmm. like hey do this do that ba 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 and i love i love his strength which dion plays so well there's this this amazing he's a strong manly man right <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. can say yes chef yes yep. mm -hmm. and when she says ah back he goes all right I can, I can do that. And I think that takes a man who knows himself to mm -hmm. say, I'm cool with that. That's not a problem. You're in charge. And that's what he tells, you know, all the other people in the kitchen. She's Absolutely. in charge. Yeah. That's her, it's her kitchen. And we run by her rules. And I just, mm -hmm. I love that, that he's not, he's not a doormat. He's not being like, oh, I'm not a, you know, he's a man's man, but he also knows I'm secure enough to say, mm -hmm. hey, yes, chef, I'm good with that. You know, and I, I think a lot of us men and women um, could learn, you know, from that whole thing. And then I like the fact that he says, and I'm just going to push you a little, you know, I know you told me no. Right. But taste my peanut gula. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's, he's secure enough in both ways, right? He's like mm -hmm. secure enough to be like, he knows his place and he knows his position and he respects her, but he's also secure enough to be like, oh no, but this is good and I'm your guy. Yeah. So here, mm -hmm. I'm going to push you just enough to where yeah. I know it's not going to be too much. And yeah. I love that. Yes. And if you say no, it's no again. It's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Just taste it. I'm going to show you my good. 
here <laughs> on the table. You know what I mean? And if you say no to this, whatever. But um, I, yeah, there's, there's that part. Of, I'm like, okay, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Speaking from the men of the world, like I'm only like half of them, but. Um, <laughs> Um, just want to like, you know, shout Sorry. out there that I love exactly what you said, Heather, about how he just takes a step back because most men would just be like, oh, no, 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 I'm this, that, or the other, and I know what I'm worth. Right. But while he does acknowledge that he's, he's great in the kitchen and he can do so well for her, he knows his place and he knows that she'll see it when the time is right. Amen. So that's just so perfect. And yeah, yes. just unlike, men. unlike yeah. the former, take, take notes, man, take notes. Yeah, unlike <laughs> the former chef who's, you know, but, but I, I do, I, I love that, that he gives her, you know, he gives her and, and is respectful, but yet it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I can be here with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's great. I think we come up against that all the time that people are just like, I want to be the A-dog too, because that's oh, what we tell the world. Yeah. I need to be the A-dog, you know, oh, it's me, me, me. And, and we do need followers. You know what I mean? That I, I think there's there's strength in saying I'm stepping back. You know what I mean? There's amazing strength when you know you're good at something and you say, "But I am going to discipline myself to mm -hmm. step back here." It's a it's beautiful. It's yeah. you know. So um, yeah, Eric Whitley. <laughs> I love Eric. <laughs> we love Eric. I love it so much. And you know, I really can't wait to see how Dana Sue and how she develops as a character in all this. So that's going to be really exciting, which kind of takes me to our second topic. Um, when one suffers, we all suffer. Now we've got Tyler here. He's been struggling. We watched him struggle in episode one. And then, yes, he's so sweet. He? I'm just fanning myself. I know. He's such a little baby stud. And then in episode two. something in two, water in Serenity. There's, mm -hmm. ooh, right? Right? I think, I think all of us on here want a little taste of that just to understand a little bit more about Serenity. <laughs> but I love seeing how we got a chance in episode two to really experience more about why he was struggling so much with this divorce mm -hmm. and being a growing boy um, and a young man, the decisions of his father affecting him because that baseball game, that would have been tough <laughs> for anybody. Like, let's talk about that baseball game, please. Seriously. <laughs> oh my well, gosh. You know, Cheryl, the, how did that come about? Yeah. The, um, the baseball games stood in for us as an example of how in a town like Serenity, where everybody knows your business for good or for ill, mm -hmm. um, you've got a public face and you've got a private face, a public life and a private life. And for poor Ty, uh, who's front and center, or at least center, um, you know, when he's playing, to have his private life on display with his father and his father's girlfriend um, making a scene, it's just, um, it, it would be hard enough if he could put things aside and try to focus on the game. But, but that's really about his worlds colliding, that there is no compartmentalization. And that's what is so hard for uh, the Townsend kids about this is that everybody knows what's happening and they don't have a space that they can retreat to beyond their home uh, where 
people aren't looking at them and talking about them and judging them. And, um, and there are plenty of people in serenity that are holding them up and praying for them too. But when we're in those awful situations where we feel shame and anger, I think we feel the people who are judging us more readily than we feel the people who are praying for us. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we were trying to encapsulate in the baseball game. Gosh, very well done. Um, and I know Noreen, you know, because of some of the behind the scenes stuff that we got. So I don't know if you guys saw the after show for the pre-show, but what you shared with us about the flavor that Jamie Lynn Spears bought to the Noreen character, mm -hmm. it's, it opens you up a little bit more to see, okay, she's not completely innocent in this because it's a very weird situation. However, you don't want to all the way hate her just yet because she's yes. trying. No, no. Yes. That's a good point. I feel like you you definitely don't hate her. I mean, I almost feel for her a little bit, which like mm -hmm. you understand why Maddie dislikes her. Um, but yeah, and you said it perfectly. Like Cheryl said it earlier perfectly. I mean, <laughs> Jamie brought something clearly to this character that you're like, wait, this is different. This is weird. It's a character that you don't always see being like the mistress character, right? It's She's likable. And mm -hmm. I think that during the baseball game, the part that was oh, killing me because I've seen it. And I remember seeing that growing up in high school when we, I was a gymnast and we had um, family friends who were kind of in a similar situation. It's the, the mistress or the girlfriend or the boyfriend of the parent who's cheering. And that was what was messing with him. And then the kids start like saying or mimicking her, mm -hmm. you know, and you just, you feel, oh my gosh, your insides. So you yes. guys did that so well. I thought that that was so interesting and it was so funny because I mean, yeah, Noreen's doing it all from a place of, of like, she's a good heart, but she doesn't realize what's happening. Well, and I think sometimes mm. the, the most hurtful actions come from people who mean well mm. and mm. just have no sense of the fact that they've crossed uh, a line that shouldn't be crossed. Mm. Um, but it was really important for us in creating this world that there is almost no one um, in serenity. Well, there's no one in serenity um, beyond redemption. Mm -hmm. And people fail in little ways and people fail in huge ways but we always want our characters to at least have the choice to accept grace and, and find redemption and find a, a new way to move forward. Absolutely. And what's so powerful about that is, is real life. And this show in reflection of how they deal with the characters is giving the watcher the opportunity to ask themselves, Oh, am I being graceful? Can I forgive? Am I being mean? Am I being judgmental? Am I giving other people the same space I expect them to give me when I'm not perfect, so to speak? So mm -hmm. it's really great that you guys brought that to a forefront in, in a very intentional way. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So is there light at the end of the tunnel? We don't know everything <laughs> yet because it's just episode two. However, I'm seeing these sprinkles and these glimmers with these gentlemen who are just stepping it up just a little bit or a lot of bit. 
Um, we've got the hunky cow, you know. Uh, he, you know, he's a former, yeah, a former all my children model. He's just, oh my God. It's not the kind of person you would expect to run children. into, right? Yes. So what do we think? Um, let's just say, you know, Heather, because you play um, Maddie's friend, how excited were you as her friend for the run-in at the gym here and Ooh. there? Like you're kind of putting those little sprinkles in there. Like he's cute. What was your, <laughs> yes, exactly. What was your angle with that? Just, just being a good friend. Just being a good friend. <laughs> mm -hmm. Girlfriend has to stand behind her girl. And mm -hmm. you know, if, 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 if you can't date Cal, then your girlfriend should. And she should. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> you, you have other people that you have to deal with. So, um, you know, it, it's it's so weird, right? I watched some, I was watching it with my, my husband and he's like, hmm, not the coach. Not, oh, the coach, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh. and it, it, you know, those small town things, it, it just blows it up even more. And mm -hmm. so um, I feel as though there's a part when I'm, I'm watching it, I was watching it and thinking to myself, Oh, this is a little. This gets a little messy because you know there's this divorce going on. There's this um, breakup happening, and then of course this coach comes in, and he. You can just see, oh Lord, here we go. You know, oh, <laughs> oh Maddie, mm -hmm. and, and you, part of you is like, go Maddie, yes Maddie, yes Maddie, <laughs> like no Maddie, oh Maddie. So, um, but he's great, and you know, I think. I have to say the casting of everyone in this show, throw me aside, mm -hmm. but it's been, it's been great. Cause not only is he, a, he's, you know, he's a, a beautiful looking man, but there's just this, I don't know. There's just this, again, it's that strong, but, but gentle man. Oh. You're thinking to yourself, if I was recently not even divorced, I haven't even signed the papers yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, can we talk about baseball? You're like, yes, we can. <laughs> I love baseball. Baseball yes, is sir. great. Like baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they, they hit the ball through those stand-up right things. I love it. We I love, love it. baseball. Love All it. the quarters of baseball, I love. I love the quarters. <laughs> love the running. <laughs> I love the running up and down the court. I love baseball. Yeah, I just think he um he really does, you know, you, you have and, and this the talk of the town, you know, of just mm -hmm. and then how the kids handle this, you know. I mean, you talk about poor Tyler, I mean, now he's gonna have to deal with my coach and my mm -hmm. mom, not to mention Noreen and Daddy, and it's just uh -huh. you know, you come back to the kids, how how we handle this. So it's it's interesting. I think it's a beautiful angle, but you're just kind of like, oh goodness, is is this the right decision? You know, I hope it is. You know, all that. Kind yes. Of stuff. So, yeah. As I mentioned the casting, ahead. it's like they're all of them are beautiful men. I just <laughs> I want the son, the dad, the the second boyfriend. Like it's just <laughs> so funny. I know, right? It's like you leave your husband and you get this. It's like <laughs> Yeah, Suddenly like, there's a line in town hall. I want to leave my husband. I want to leave my husband. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I know. Right? All the women are going to be like, I'm going to leave my husband. He does and get him. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, have to, I have to say we are, we are very fortunate that um, our cast across the board 
is beautiful inside and out. I mean, not only do we have incredibly attractive people, but we have incredibly talented people and gracious, good-hearted people who um, brought their A game and then some every day and were very um, supportive of each other, um, really leaned into every scene, whether they were the center of it or whether they just you just stuck their head in the room for a moment and, and went away. And I am so hopeful that our teen actors understand the masterclass that they took in mm-hmm. season one, being able to work with Heather and Joe and Brooke and Chris and Justin. Um, the, I mean, I learned a lot sitting in Video Village and watching them every day. And I laughed a lot and I cried a lot. Um, but it, it's just to see such a group of selfless performers, uh, not just give of themselves, but give to each other, uh, I think is one of the, the most special things about our show. Well, she's being very sweet, but I, I will say that, that the trickle comes, the trickle or in this way, the pour comes, the pour, pour it out. Pour it out. It, pour it out. It comes from the top. And so um, Cheryl and Dan and Norman, they hemmed us in. They, they hugged on us. They were like mother hens, you know, and Aww. father hens, just not father hens, father, well, forget the chickens. But, but they, they hemmed us in and they, they covered us with their wings and, and they, um, you know, thought about us as people. I've been on mm. sets before where sometimes, you know, you're, you're an actor, come in, get it done. I'm going to do this, you know, but they thought about us. I, <laughs> I was um, two or three months postpartum at the time. And so oh, wow. had a baby and just, you know, having Cheryl and Joanna and Justin, I mean, we, everybody had kids. How you doing? You doing okay? You shouldn't be here. Are you, you're fine. You, did you, you know, I need extra time in the, in the trailer because I'm pumping on air. And it's right. like, you know right. what I mean? And, and um and that came from the top and and not just us when the people you do not see made it even amazing as well so we have these great cameramen who would come up to us on the side and be like that was awesome you know what i mean i had crew guys coming up and saying that was great so it you know you made me cry too. that was oh my gosh we love that and so it was um it wasn't just it wasn't like a crew it was just like a family like we you know we um people brought their kids to the show to to the set and and we were like are you doing okay and this you know so um we did get along well and and we sh- we should it, it was very hot down there in the south so. <laughs> Georgia right yeah it was hot <gasps> and I'm from the Caribbean and it was hot <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a great, it's a great team, but she shouldn't sell herself short. That came, that mandate was mandated from the top. Oh, well, I I was taught early in my career that you find the best people and then you get out of their way. Mm. Um, And so it was, uh, it was a, it was a delight. Um, I'm, I'm still a little awestruck by the cast um, but uh, feel feel very very blessed 
that, uh, that we all found our way to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I love that. And it was really great to watch Cal kind of step it up. I feel like the moment he saw, oh, divorce, green light. <laughs> Well, I can show you things. I can do this. I can do that. Here's quarters, uh, uh, baby girl. Go play some games. I got you, baby girl. He is very quick. Yeah, he was. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes was at the baseball game, the look. I was like, oh, oh, ooh. Ooh. He gave him one look. And I liked the line, Maddie's line. Like, you got to teach me how to do that. I was like, oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) that was so great so really this kind of brings us to our fourth topic and this is the juiciest one because we have heather aka helen in the building um this show a united front was really heavily weighted on who you are what you um who helen is and what she brought to the table and kind of gave us a good picture about her so we titled this topic, Can Superwoman Save Herself? And it's something that I ask you, you know, we watch you struggle um, throughout the episode. You're doing your best to give to others, you know. You, ho- you hook Colin up with um, someone to help him work because you know the story of his brother not being around and the real, you know, angst behind him wanting to sell is because he's lonely in his work and it's not there anymore. You were able to identify that and fill in. Same thing with helping the kids, Addie and um, Avery, get to the right home and using your motherly sense, whether you had children or not, to kind of see, ooh, I don't know about this uh, Charlotte character or what's going on. This gentleman, the godfather who came in from Atlanta, he seems to have, you know, so you're using all of your skills. And there was a couple of times where Helen once was on the verge of breakdown and then once needed to have a moment because when you're a woman and you're waiting and you don't see prospects and you don't have kids and you're everything to everybody else it hurts when and not because you're not happy for other people but because it's like like lord where's mine you know so mm. i was able to relate <laughs> so <laughs> very powerful <laughs> what'd you guys think of that let's you know we can start with the panel um what you know any of you guys weigh in on that what did you think you know, one well, of my I favorite, thought, Frank, go ahead. One of my favorite um, Whitney Houston songs, I, I, I did a cover of it, is Run to You. And um, I know we all, oh, <laughs> but the lyrics are, you know, I know that when you look at me, there's so much that you just don't see. But if you would only take the time I know in my heart, you'd find a girl who's scared sometimes, who isn't always strong. Who, you know, can't you see the hurting me? I feel so all alone. You know, and then she said in the second verse, it's like, I, when I, I turn the key at night, there's no one there. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I go home alone. And what I want to do is run to you. I want to run. I want you to hold me in your arms and keep me safe from harm. I want to run to you. And I feel like that could be Helen's theme song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, it's a little bit of Dana Sue. You fix everybody else. You, you, you're mm-hmm. kind of great busy. You're running around. You take care, and I, I, you take on all this stuff. But I'm sure, I, I'm sure that the, the toughest place is to open the door at night and to kind of go home. You know, I, I turn that key, and there's no one there. There's no one there. Um, no one there for her. And so um, the question is, can Superwoman save herself? And I don't 
I don't know if she can. I don't know if she, I think mm -hmm. she might be filled with kryptonite and may not mm -hmm. be able to, um, right. you know, she might be her own, <laughs> her own, her own weakness. You know what I mean? But right. Right. I think Absolutely. the beauty of Helen for me, when I, when I was reading her was, was that she was real in that she's broken. Yeah. And she is so, she's broken. And that's the kind of character you want, right? You don't need somebody who's, because nobody's here. And so, yes, she's educated, very educated. Yes, she's seen the world. Yes, she's, you know, gone all over and she's smart and she's got a great wardrobe filled with clothes and amazing shoes. <laughs> but, um, but here's this woman who longs for this, the normal things, just the things that people might consider mundane. She wants to be a mommy. She wants to have a love. She wants to turn that key, open the door and hear noise coming back mm -hmm. at her and that, that she doesn't have. And so for that, that breaks her a lot, you know? And I think, um, and she pours, and she pours into the community. She pours into her friends. She pours into their children. Um, but the question is, who's going to pour into her? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. I really resonated with that too, because like, it's this whole thing with both um, Helen and Dana Sue about just keeping busy and just trying to keep your hand in everything. So yeah. you just push that aside so you don't notice it. And I resonated with that so much myself. It's just wanting to be busy and wanting to just do all the things that I can. And I'm totally fine. Like, I, I don't need a man. Like, I can do all this on my own and mm -hmm. I got myself. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, I, it, it's, I would like it. Like, it's not a necessity, but it's, it's something that I just, it's, it'll just add to what's already happening, you know? And I think that's what Helen is going through. She's just like, I have all these amazing things, but why am I still wanting for this last piece of the puzzle? Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I absolutely saw that in her. And I think you always tell yourself, you know, I have, I have everything. I used to say to myself, well, I, I want a man who can give me what I cannot give myself. And I used mm -hmm. to say that almost like as, you know, I can give myself. <laughs> but there's some stuff you can't. And, and the love mm -hmm. of children, the love of a, uh, a husband, the love of, you know what I mean, family, the, that kind of thing you, you cannot um, do. But I, you know, I find Helen to be interesting, as you guys will know. She, you know, she's back in town for a reason. You know, this woman, right. goes, she goes all over, you know, she's smart, she goes everywhere, and then she decides, I'm coming back to Serenity, and I'm going to stay in Serenity. And, and you know, and into this community and try to raise it up and and do all that kind of stuff and you know what too may i just say not to not to be long-winded but i've been thinking about her a lot these days as we go through this thing mm -hmm. and um like even how she is such the little entrepreneur how she wants her community to thrive and to live mm -hmm. and I, I you know my husband at the beginning of this thing said even at the, the littlest things, we're going to try to help our small businesses in town. You know what I mean? He was like, if it means going out to get a pizza on a night that we don't right. need to, you're going to pay $5 to, Domino, to the Domino's guy. I mean, I send my dry cleaning out every night. I have no dry cleaning, you know, because I'm not going yeah. to be dry cleaning. Right. But I'm like finding things in the closet, you know, just to send uh, out to keep my little town, my community mm -hmm. um, bustling you know i mean not bust but to just to help some small help. you know so every week we're trying to find okay which restaurant can we help out this week or which person can we help out which store can we buy something from and i thought about helen and the fact that she is so she's so intent on like i serenity has to prosper 
you know, serenity has to stand up. And um, here's this black girl in this Southern town coming back home to the Southern town. And she's like, no, this is home for me. These people love on me and I want this town to prosper. Mm -hmm. It's it's Mm -hmm. really, it's really cool. She's, um, you know, so hopefully, hopefully she'll find somebody. God, I love that perspective (laughs) so much. Kelsey, what did you think about Helen and how she showed up in this episode? I'd love to hear your feedback. I loved Helen in this episode. And Heather, I'm actually very curious because you mentioned that when you were filming this, you were a couple months postpartum. Did that like affect you when you were like filming these sort of scenes, like getting emotional about the kids and wanting kids? Were you like, and I don't know if like your kid was with you filming, but were you like, oh my gosh, I, I feel this. Like I miss my own, my own children. Yeah. And my own child. Yeah, because you know, we had we had some issues having one of ours. And I remember that feeling of wanting to have a child. You know, and and and, and it's a um, the desperation and no friends who've had trouble or have met and and you get to a point where you're desperate and especially as those women you you get to that point that you know the clock starts ticking and it's ticking faster and you're like oh 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 oh, oh. and Helen's right there you know and so I remember just feeling how desperate she must feel and mm-hmm. and then I think on the other end just having a baby as well knowing what she was missing so you know what I mean? Like I can, I can meet her in the center of like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I know, I know this feeling of the desperation, but I, I also know what you're longing for. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so right, here right. you are. And so you yeah, it, yeah. Um, it did kind of, you know, kind of help me try to navigate, you know, who she was while pumping in the trailer. While pumping in the <laughs> and, and showing the... up for two a.m. calls. Oh. Like oh, no. just you know, beautiful so and composed awesome. and ready to go and and hitting every baby. emotional. <laughs> 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 it was just it was it was really impressive. Um, if you're not sleeping at home, why not little... sleep there? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know. love that. Yes, please go ahead, Tammy. Share. I. No, in episode two, I was starting to worry about Helen because I was actually surprised that in Mm -hmm. one and two, she was the one that was keeping everyone and everything together. And I didn't realize that that was going to be her role. And so come episode two, I could, I mean, Heather, you, you know, you're, you have this mastery of, of being able to layer you know, the emotions and the experiences. And so you could see Helen becoming more and more vulnerable. And the scene where the godfather gets custody of the two girls mm-hmm. just broke Helen. And you said, you know, um, I need a moment. And you went in the mm-hmm. back and tried to find that moment. And here comes Eric. Mm-hmm. With the, with the gloves. <laughs> and I, I literally was like this. Because I thought, oh my God, is she going to take the gloves or is she going to give them an attitude? And she right. took the gloves. And I was like, mm. <laughs> Eric Whitley. Eric. <laughs> and you know, oh, I love that she did take the gloves because I feel like with Eric, it was an opportunity. I felt like Helen was seen in that moment. So here you go through the whole episode, mm-hmm. like, giving to them, making sure Annie feels good, making sure you're there for Maddie, making sure 
So you're doing all this put, putting out and in your weakest moment in the episode, he remembered that you're not going to do nothing because of your manicure. Right. So it was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. he saw her. And that to me, just as a watcher, it took her out of that space of defeat and despair and the why me and why not me into like, all right, I'm down. Let me get some chicken pot pie. And- right? Because <laughs> she doesn't work for free. She is not work for free. I okay. loved that line. I said, yes, girl. That's my girl. Yeah. She's, she's, got a, she's got a law practice. I can't work for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dana and, Ma- and Maddie, free uh, law stuff. I can't. Everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There was another pain point, and I want to see how you guys feel. Um, of course, so Helen shows up for the community but now when we get to these friendships and girlfriends at the end it was such an opportunity for Dana Sue and Maddie to show up for Helen because realistically for a woman in my opinion to say out of her mouth like you know what if he doesn't exist I don't know and I'm okay with that knowing good Mm -hmm. and well that's not really what you mean so it's such an opportunity not only to watch your words and your intention and be lovingly corrected by your friends, but also for them to stand in the gap for you and hold space of belief. Because even Maddie was like, he could be in front of your face or maybe somebody's moving here. We don't know. So, you know, so Brian, what did you think about that scene and how that was introduced? Absolutely. I, you know, I basically alluded to it, but it's just this whole idea of putting up this front that you're okay with it, but not really being with, you know, I for many years shouted from the heavens that I don't need a man on my own. I can get my own. I'm totally like the boss. But mm-hmm. at that same token, you know, when I really look introspectively and when I really thought about it, I'm like, it would be great. You know, like Heather said, to have someone to run to, to have someone to come for me when I, when I'm sad and to have those friends that remind you like, it's okay to not be okay with it. It's okay to want a little bit more. It's okay to have, to need that extra, extra piece of your life that you're, you're wanting and you're missing. And so I absolutely love that. And I just, I love Margarita Nights. I can't wait for more of the <laughs> Amazing. We have our own virtual one. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. We'll invite you both. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. The yes, Cecilia's so cookbook has oh. um, Helen's Lethal Margarita recipe in it and uh they are Ooh. outstanding i mean you know it was just research we had to make them yeah <laughs> yeah of course. Of course. they're amazing. absolutely helen, amazing helen has one every that's what she's she needs to run to she has one every time <laughs> when nobody's there she's like and let's do it that's how they got me yeah. <laughs> perfect perfect same, same sister <laughs> oh poor helen <laughs> so good. <laughs> was there any anything um, in that scene that you can think of, you know, Cheryl, where there was there was layers and work that needs to be done in scenes like this that we didn't see or something special and behind the scenes about putting this together so that us, the watcher, were able to get so much value out of it? Was there any extra discussions or any, you know, pulling aside and extra work or angles that you worked with the actors? to get to, to help them really um, drive home the points that we're kind of talking about in this storyline? Um, no, because they're, 
first of all, they're incredible actors, but they're also, they're incredible women. And um, as I said, you know, we felt it was our responsibility to uh, make sure that they felt safe to explore the characters fully. Um, but when you put these three together, like something magical and miraculous happens and they, they genuinely pour it out. Uh, and we just stand back and soak in the, the beauty of it all. And it made us feel very confident very early that because they can delve so deeply into even these painful moments that uh, not only did we have the right magnolias, but that they were going to be able to take us amazing places, both happy and heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, of course, because we have you beauties here. Heather, was there anything that you wanted to share about Helen or, you know, um, without any spoilers, you know, is there any me like most memorable moment for you in this film, in this filming? I won't tell you that she becomes president for the United States. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I hope so. I'm voting for her. I, did I mention? And she also becomes an astronaut. But um, <laughs> but um, I don't know to tell you. You know, Helen has a little journey. Things are gonna, things are, I, mm. you know, gonna happen. And Charlotte, they were not nice to us either. So um, we, <sighs> we would only get the script like, like uh, we'd get two episodes. So I never knew what Helen was gonna oh, do. Wow. So we would just mm. kind of work what I saw, and then we'd be in the room reading it, and I'm like. Seriously? Really? <laughs> because they never gave us, so you, you couldn't, you know, go ahead and, and even have the thought of like, oh, well, that's going to mm. happen. So, so maybe I have a wink here or be nicer. Here. No, it's just, oh. they gave us nothing. So as you see it is how we saw it to some extent. Like it was just mm -hmm. me cool. us, you know, every, um, every two, you know, so I, it was, it was, it was kind of always interesting for me to get the script and be like, <laughs> what's going to happen? Is, is Helen getting pregnant? Is, <laughs> is Helen, who is Helen? Is Helen around? What's Helen doing? I don't know. And so, um, and so that's, that's what you see, but she does have, she has a, she has a little bit of a journey and she has a little bit of learning to do. And so um, she has some breaking and she has some mm. coming back together and she mm. is still going to be loyal to her friends and love on her friends and loyal to her, her community. Um, but she's, um, there's, there's a little bit of a learning for her, but she's, she's incredibly, I think through the whole thing, incredibly interesting, you know, because I, I do think maybe Dana Sue has the line that also is, for, I think Helen's mm. busyness you know, keeps her from sitting still and looking in the mirror and saying this, you know, this is maybe not all that I want, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, but I, I do, I have great respect for such a woman because I think in life, you know, in serenity, 
I'm from, I, I lived, grew up in a little island in Trinidad, the most beautiful island ever, Trinidad. And then we moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so it was a smaller little town. But I always know, right, Cheryl, those, those towns where everybody's always like, you want to get out. You want to go. You know what I mean? Well, we have to go to America. Or you're in, in Fort Wayne. It's like, no, we got to leave. We got to go to New York. We got to go to LA. We got to go, go, go. Get out of the town. Get out of serenity. And Helen comes back. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, no, I'm coming back. I'm coming here. This is home. I want to be with my friends. I want to be with my family. So she's um, she's incredibly interesting to me. And and you know what is she running from? Who is she? Ah, mm-hmm. Why? Can't wait to see. Why? I like that. You know what I mean? Does she have yeah. a meth lab in her basement? <laughs> oh, should oh, wait, she be on Breaking Bad? <laughs> Does she have tigers? Tigers? Oh, no. Tiger thing. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Did she kill the first husband and feed them to the tiger? <laughs> you don't know. You just don't know. I know. This is it. Quarantine well, like, <laughs> Yes. I guess we're definitely going to have to stick around to find out. So as panelists, did we have any more questions for Cheryl um, and Heather before we kind of wrap this up? Anything that we missed or, you know, want to add to the conversation um there better be tyler shirtless that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm making a note thank you that's for me a personal note (laughs) okay okay yes absolutely and i guess you know one final question and we kind of touched on this but i kind of wanted to know what is it that you want the audience to learn Mm -hmm. from helen or what are you hoping that they take away that they can use in their real life as a lesson that comes from Helen and how she's tackling this thing. I hope, I hope everybody um, kind of has a Helen, you know what oh. I mean? Like, I, I kind of look in my life and go, okay, who's my Helen? Who's my, mm-hmm. you know, we call it the ride or die. You know? Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. Uh, when I, when Cheryl came to me about the show, she and Dan, I was, <laughs> Eight and a half months, very big pregnant, sitting in my Ubi's office, talking to her with my legs like, up. Oh, I remember my wow. legs, like, are you coming in? And I was like, just give me a minute. I'm trying to get a gig. It's fine. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but very pregnant. And, and because I knew it was my last pregnancy, I had visited this burrito shop a little more than I should have. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so I remember telling, I was telling Sarah, like, you do know I'm, very pregnant and like really <laughs> pregnant and like lots of burritos pregnant. There's, there's the baby and then there's the burrito. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, and I side and they were like, yeah, we know you're pregnant and we're fine with that. And we don't care. And, and I, and I would say this in front of her, I have, um, I think as women, as women, we have this, this thought, you know, well, they, maybe they wouldn't take me because I'm pregnant and maybe they would, mm. wouldn't take me because I'm going to be postpartum and, and things are not where they normally are. And I don't look mm-hmm. like myself and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And Cheryl Anderson and Norm, Norman Buckley and Dan Paulson and, and Netflix to some extent said, no, we need you and your, your thoughts and your feelings and that's it. And I'm grateful for that because they taught me a lesson in in this womanhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That um, mm-hmm. we sometimes think, oh, well, I'm not, am I, I'm not 
pretty enough or I just had a baby and and how, and they were like no 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 and and even these two men these two wow. men who said no 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 we you're fine and we have a costume designer and she'll try to hide all of that <laughs> you'll be okay and so I am um I'm incredibly you know grateful for that um and I'm incredibly grateful for Helen I have these characters in my life that I'm you know, Nala and Aida and, and Shuggy Breeze and Rachel Marin. And now I can throw Helen Decada on there. And, um, and, and I, I do appreciate them and, and love them. So I feel when, when I was saying, when she came to me to talk to me, I, was, I had just read this book, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. And um, one of the best lines ever that I think I've, I've read and I've had a few, but, but the, the friend comes up to her friend's door at night, knocks on the door and she opens the door and she says, I need you to help me hide a body. And her friend says, let me get my shovel. And I remember okay. thinking, Amazing. that's the kind of diva you need in your life. Amen. And that said to me, and that's Helen. And when you come into the door and you're just like, I need you to Let's help me hide a body. You're like, hmm. my shovel. You know, you know, like, what did you do? Oh my gosh, the police. How's it going to go? We're going to be criminals. You're just like, okay. I don't know who you killed, but let's go hide. Like, <laughs> Helen Decatur. She is always going to say, you know, let me get my shovel. And I'm there for my girlfriends. And um, Love that. of course, I, I want a Helen in my life. I hope everybody has a, a legal Helen. A legal Helen. Not doing a Helen. The hiding the body is analogy, y'all. It's an analogy. <laughs> but um, I pray that, you, that we all can find that girlfriend who holds mm-hmm. us accountable, who is there for us, who tells us when we're wrong who maybe we can snap at every now and then, but who's loyal and strong and will fight for us like the lioness she is. And, um, and, and, and we'll say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get my shovel and I will come help you dig out of whatever mess you're in, you know, and, and, and so, so, so that's what I pray that everybody will, will find that friend, even if she's broken and, and she's hurt at times, but that you'll have a, a good old girl in your, in your corner. Amen. Oh, amen. 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 I love that. God, that was so incredible. And thank you for that. And Cheryl, any last words on um, the United Front this episode before we head out? Anything you wanted to share with us? Um, No. I, I think Heather summed it up beautifully. So I, I won't, I won't put a ribbon on a ribbon. I'll just reiterate <laughs> that um, it's amazing uh, to have Heather be one of our magnolias and you think you love her now? Just wait. I can't wait. Oh, well, the suspense. All right. We love it. Thank you ladies so, so much again for pouring out, taking time to speak with us and the fans here who Totally love the show and giving us so much insight on the characters and your personal lives as well, as well as the process. So this is amazing. It feels really exclusive and intimate. And I know 
those of you watching at home just got so much value. So please tweet about it, share with your friends, get on Instagram. Um, we all want to hear your stories too and how you relate to the characters. I'm sure everyone could benefit from that. So thank you, amazing panelists, for all the questions you guys prepared. And um, yes, you guys. you guys, absolutely. After the next show, you know where to be right here with AfterBuzz TV for the after show for Netflix original series, Sweet Magnolias. Thank you so much for watching. We love your pillow, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.